escaping the screens. Here's a normal day for me. A screen, also known as a phone, wakes me up around 7am sharp. I rise up, grab my breakfast and walk to the living room to stare at the screen, also known as the television, to watch the news. As soon as I'm all set for a day of work, I walk to the office where the third screen, a computer, is waiting for me graciously. Now I stare at this computer from 8am to 3pm, after which I head home. During my free time I spend plenty of time on computers and on my phone, sometimes doing smart things, sometimes just wasting time. And you know what's a normal way to end the day? Watching the screen in the living room again. On average we could claim that I spend daily about 12 to 14 hours in front of different sized screens. Maybe it's time to cut this amount down. A world of screens. We have growingly during the past two decades shifted our attention from other sources of distraction to television, phones and computers. The technology has developed at a tremendous speed, while our monkey brains haven't changed much. The devices act as a portal to a social world, which has been built by humans to capture human attention. We are afraid of boredom, or rather the lack of stimulation. For example, what do you do when you go to the toilet? Or when you have to wait 5 minutes for someone? I usually take out my smartphone and launch either Candy Crush or Instagram. Earlier this week I had a thought, what did I even do in the toilet when smartphones didn't exist? All the screens we have offer us a quick route away from quietness. For when it's quiet, we need to think. And we don't like to spend time alone with our thoughts. It's much easier to just escape into the virtual realm and get some quick stimulation to pass the time faster. We have developed this automatic response to boredom, which is to glue our eyes to any screen. They kill our skill of thinking by bombarding us with a cluster full of mini-stimulations in the form of apps. When one doesn't satisfy me anymore, it's time to open the next app. Have you ever thought about the things you see in Facebook or Instagram, by the way? Both are mostly filled with insignificant pictures and videos, which are not connected to you or me in any way. A monkey throwing a ball in Indonesia. Wow, how cool. A big juicy burger in Texas. Damn. And a business guru from the US throwing life advice through colorful and flashy videos at you. You got to hustle. Why are you seeing this? Because it keeps you in front of the screen. You never know what's coming up next in this flow of weird, unexpected and somehow satisfying content. Besides this, most of the modern work is also completed on the computer. My job is 100% virtual and the only time I'm not on the computer might be face-to-face -face meetings and or lunch. At home, we watch the television as there are a couple of good shows to follow. Many people also willingly pay extra for Netflix and other such services in order to spend countless hours more watching paid stimulation. 
it also feels like our hobbies are moving behind screens too. I'm currently struggling to come up with some new hobby which I could exercise at home without using my phone or computer. Working on these texts and all things related to the website are cool, but something besides this would also be great. Something to work on with my hands. I think I just need to build a shed and start crafting. My route out. In the introduction, the schedule I explained is really a true day in my life. Fortunately, I've developed some ways of escaping this cycle and taking a break from screens throughout the day. For me, the three main sources of anti-screen therapy are gym, reading and podcasts. At gym, I naturally focus on pushing my body to its physical limits while listening to music. It's a great place to really not think about anything after a long day, but funnily enough, I also get my greatest ideas there. That's why I always need to have my phone close so that I can write them down. Otherwise, I just have Spotify as my source of music and Google Sheets open as my workouts are listed in there. Two hours, no screen or social media. Best. Reading is quite a new hobby of mine, as I used to be a strong believer in audiobooks. This changed as I switched audiobooks to podcasts and decided to do my reading with concrete books. I try to read at least one hour every day, all non-fiction, as I want to learn from my readings. For one hour, it's just me and the book, with a highlight marker to emphasize important sentences and parts within the text. In this digital world that we're living in, I find it somehow therapeutic to have a concrete book with pages to flip. It's nice to have something that you can touch and move, smell, draw in and bend. For me, the amount of non-digital possessions is low, so books serve me well. Besides, can't wait to build my own mini-library. Podcasts are also a great escape and I'm a big consumer of them. I love to go for long walks, just listening to discussions about a wide range of topics. Podcasts provide me with the opportunity to eavesdrop on dialogues that I wouldn't possibly be able to hear otherwise. As you're just listening to something and observing the environment around in which you walk or cycle, you sense things differently. A final thought. Oftentimes, it feels good to just sit quietly, without a screen entertaining you. Our own minds and thoughts are worth spending time with. Quietness and calmness don't equal boredom. Make the best out of it and listen to what you can't hear. That's the real, undisturbed you. When was the last time you two met? <laughs>